Welcome to the Kingdom Advancing Ministries podcast. My name is Pastor Virgil Lofty, better known to some of you and a lot of you as Pastor V. And I'm Prophetess Tanya Lofty, and we are so happy that you're here. Here at TCAM, it is our mission to bridge the gap between the church and the community. As we prepare to celebrate God's faithfulness to us and the official launch of a location, you can join us live online for communion and Bible study. And of course, make sure you subscribe to listen to the replay of those messages right here on the podcast. On behalf of myself, Pastor V. And me, Prophetess Tanya. And the entire TCAM family. We want to say thank you. God bless you for tuning in and being a part of the podcast. We pray that this message and these messages will be a blessing to you and will allow you and help you advance the kingdom of God. Amen. So be blessed by what you hear. And listen, the Bible tells us to not just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word also. First John chapter four. It says, "Be loved, huh?" We're starting at verse one. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Here's a little note for all, all, all the chicken fans. <laughs> if I don't give you a verse, this is start at verse one, amen. <laughs> and they can they come along as a as a move along, <laughs> jumping in with me. Sometimes I may jump in here, not me, but at verse one, it says, "Be loved. Do not believe every spirit." But test the spirit, spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Verse 2, it says, by this, you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confessed that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. So if you believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, you are God, amen. You know who God is, amen. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. He's letting you know what's, what's, what's to be trusted, what's not to be trusted. Follow you guys are with me? Amen. And it says, and this is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard was coming and is now already in this world. So we don't have to let anybody tell us that something is coming. God is letting us know it's already here. What is that already? The spirit of the Antichrist. The spirit that will tell you and that has every intention to deceive you against the knowledge of God. It's already here. We see it bearing itself out, amen? Mm -hmm. Verse 4, and it says, You are of God, little children, and have already come to him. Let's go back and read that again. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, the Antichrist. You have overcome the Antichrist. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in you. The world. Amen? They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as the world. And the world hears them. Y'all following? Mm -hmm. We are of God. Children, believers of God. He knows, he who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Amen? So what are, what are you saying, Pastor B? You have to be in tune to the spirit of God and knowing God in this time in your life. If you say you are of God, you should be in tune with the spirit of and I know some of y'all may be saying, well, Pastor B, you talk a lot about that. You know why I talk a lot about that? I talk a lot about that because this world is being deceived. Amen. 
and not just this world. The believer, so-called, yeah. is being deceived. We hear so many people who said they believed, but act like unbelievers. They follow the unbeliever. That's why I let I say this woke generation. Even people who have been walking with the Lord for, quote unquote, a very long time. Now, all of a sudden, they woke. There's some new revelation concerning the word of God, the power of Jesus Christ, the truth of God's word. And listen, what I want to talk about for a topic is watch the signs. <laughs> because see, here's where they will tell, here's where they here's where they do to y'all. And they do to us as believers. They tell you, do not judge lest you be judged. They quickly throw that out there on you. The church are the most hypocritical people in the world. And see what and, and sometimes that's true. And a lot of times that's their that's their method of trying to beat you down and beat you into submission about not rebuking darkness. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. good right there. Come on. That's good. See, if they can humble you, mm -hmm. if they can humble you in any way to make you think that you're judgmental, mm -hmm. you were once a sinner? Absolutely I was. I'm no longer and if we are fruit inspectors, <laughs> why do we allow things to happen or things to be said and we don't check the root? Ooh. Ooh, you better say that again. Because see, there's a whole lot of fruit being produced. But we don't check the source of the root that is coming from. Watch the signs. Because see, the moment, and then and this is another thing that the moment you slip, you now become a part of what they believe. There's nothing perfect. Well, see, I knew I told you there was nothing to, to tell her. But why is there nothing to tell her? Because she slipped. Well, what makes her different from me? Because Taylor don't live an active life of Come on. sin. Yeah. Come, on. Come on. Yes. You choose to. You wake up every day figuring out how can you be better at sinning. Oh, my God. And see, most people, when they are living the life that we're talking about, watching the signs, they actively follow sin. There's no, found, no fundamental foundation to salvation and living a life of holiness. I'm not saying that you will fall, but what I am saying is if you do, the power that you have is to get up that dwells on the inside of you because God is on the inside of you. Get up, brush yourself off, and get back into the fight. But if you stay in sin, were you ever here? Mm. Good God. Mm. Shoot. Signs we have to watch. And see, here's the thing. When people, I see, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not judgmental, hypocritical. I'm not any of that stuff. I do watch, I do watch signs, though. Well, what you mean, Pastor B? I watch signs because I watch signs for my life. Yeah, amen. I check to make sure my fruit isn't right. Amen. I make sure that whatever I'm saying I am about, that when I, if I'm producing fruit, I want to make sure that it's fruit that will last and it's edible and that it now it reaches you to reach somebody else. Come on. Yeah. Come on. By no means am I a perfect individual, but what I do is every day I'm trying to root out What's not like God in my yeah. life? And it's a battle. Yes, it is. That's real good. 
Because Paul told me, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. And then, the, and then listen, the good I would do evil was always, sometimes always present, but I don't use those things as excuses. Because see, that's another scripture that they can use. When I would do good, evil was always present with me. Yeah, but here's the thing. Do good anyway. Amen. Press through what is he. Because if greater is he that is in me, he gives us the power over those things. That evil is always present. Oh yeah, evil was always around. Yes, indeed. As long as there's a devil, there's always going to be evil around. But there's greater because God is on the inside of me. And so I I don't this is not a, a message of of making of making sure of, of the building of a, a body of robots of perfect of people who believe that there's no devil. Because there is. But the greater one lives on the inside of all those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And now he has taken up his abode on the inside of you. Why? Because he now gives us power. And if you don't have the power of God on the inside of you, you are forever a sound follower. Mm. Mm. Because what was said to be good is always not what it seems to be. The Bible says there's a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end of that way is the way of death and destruction. Amen. Let's just talk about some signs. Turn to Second Timothy. Let's help. Let's help you. Let's help connect the dots to signs. Because in this in this life, you got to be you got to be paying attention. You would want to be paying attention to the signs. Second Timothy chapter four. Starting at verse 3. Well, let's go back. Let's go to verse 2. And it says, and the, and, and the things that you may have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men. Timothy is saying, who will be able to teach others also. So I'm committing to you guys. What I heard. And that you may be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier. Well, no, that's not the Are you in first Timothy? I'm not. I'm in second. second Timothy. Four. Go to chapter four. Yeah, I'm reading one. I wanted to jump to that one, but I'm going to go. I'm going to come back to that. Four and two. Yeah, go to two. You guys have it? Yeah. I'm sorry. I was jumping in. It says, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Rebuke. <laughs> I stopped there. Give y'all a second. I give y'all a second <laughs> to think about that. This is not just talking about the preachers. This is talking about all those who are ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ. Who proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord? Rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. They will gather of themselves teachers. They will surround themselves with teachers. They will immerse themselves with teachers. Why? Because their ears are itching. They, what do you mean when their ears are itching? They want to hear something that speaks to what they're going through in their life. 
Watch the signs. When people don't want to endure sound doctrine, amen? See, people don't want to hear nothing that's going to make you or provoke you to change your life. See, there's a move going on there. Love anybody. God loves. So you have to love and love who you choose to love. I can be whatever I want to be outside of the world, the word of God. Now, here's one thing that I will say. You definitely can be whatever you want to be. What do you mean, Pastor B? You can achieve whatever desire, dream, goal you have that God has placed in you to be whatever you call. he's called you to be. That's true. But you don't have the you don't have the free will enough. Well, you do, but there's a consequence to it. Come on, sure you can. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. I can't tell you. You add it whatever. It is. I can't tell you what to do after that. Outside of the word of God. I can tell you what the word says about that thing. I can tell you what the repercussions is of making a choice to do that thing. Mm -hmm. That's That's what the word. It tells me to watch the signs. When you don't want to endure the soundness of God's word. The same word that you say you love God. The same word that was sound enough for you to say, I receive him as my Lord and Savior. Mm. And the same word that tells you that I can do all things through Christ. See, we use the scriptures when it works for us. It's only sound sound when you want to stand on it. But when it no longer fits (laughs) your agenda, Your movement. Now he's changed. Mm, When did he change? When he told you you can have whatever you say? Or when he told you touch not the unclean thing? Come on. (laughs) When did it change? When did it benefit you? Because you want to play with unclean things and make them clean. And now God's word it has no power. It's null and void. He wasn't talking about that. That's what we said. He, you're talking about something that happened years ago. You're trying. You, you got to come up with the times. <laughs> come on, Pastor. See, that's the that's the trickiness of the devil yeah. concerning the Word of God. Yeah. When your ears are itching and you're looking for a new revelation because you wanted to fit whatever you wanted to fit, on, now man. you start you start heaping. Those things. You start looking for teachers to tell you, yeah, it's okay. God, show me that you can love whoever you want to love. Lying on the Lord. Mm. Lying on the Holy Spirit. Say it again. What a terrible time we're living in when we can outright play with the word of God and lie on the things of God. Why? Because we want them to fit the life that we choose to live. See, here's the thing about us as believers. I ain't going to say all of us, some of us. Here's the thing about a lot of a lot of us. God is only good when he's good for what we want him to be. He's not good all the time like he, like he is. We want him to be what we want him to be. Listen, you can only be God in this situation. You can't be God in this because you can't tell me, God, that I can't. If you tell me I can love, why can't I love whoever I want? Why can't I do whatever I want? See, this is the game we play. When he's telling us to watch the signs. He's he's been warning us since creation. That these things were going to happen. See, everybody, everybody, what we experience now, everybody think this is some great, some great grandiose revelation. He's been giving, he's been gearing us up for this forever. Generations to come. A whole city was destroyed. Mm-hmm. 
because of ungodliness. Lustful desires. Choosing to follow the customs of their own flesh. The desires of their own heart. As opposed to following the word of God. Destroyed it. And as we play, we play around with this stuff so much, y'all, as children supposedly of God, that we end up, we fight about nonsense things. We spend more time arguing about is God is if if God is real. Then why does he let things happen that, that that happens? We waste our time trying to fight these things. And here's the thing: some questions we're never going to get the answers to. Why? We need God. I don't even ask some questions. Because here's one thing that I do know: when people make choices, you're going to experience life or death. According to the choices you make, you don't have to ask me anything. Why did they say I don't know? Choices. There's a consequence to each and every one of our choices. Choose life. He's given us that in the beginning. Adam had a choice to choose life. Or choose death. He and his wife. He had it all. Listen, nobody had it better than that. All he had to do was go about his day, enjoy his wife, and live out his life. Stay away from that. And live out your life. Communion, look, communion with God. He he was given the authority to name everything. He said it, it was so. But even then, we wasn't content. So what makes you think now that mankind with even more distractions is going to be content with our eye on God. When all the other signs are in the world telling us, we know, and I'm using this as an example, I, and then let me preference this, because I know some of y'all out there, y'all real, mm, God help y'all, I pray for y'all. I do not gamble. Never have, never will. The greatest gamble of my life was not choosing God when he first called me. Mm. Rectified that because I did it. I did respond. Moving on from that. Walking through the casino, my wife and I. Getting trying to get out. And all the distractions, do you hear that? You see that blink, 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 you see the bells and the whistles. <laughs> all of that stuff is designed to distract. You, to garner your attention. Some of it they're winning, some of it they're losing. Bang. And I've never seen, and this is the devil. You're losing and you're still having fun. How does that work? <laughs> never seen so many people excited about losing. Money. <sighs> I just. I want to play some more. <laughs> the trick of the enemy. Watching the signs, y'all. So many of people are taking the ride to hell and are excited about it. Because here's the thing: if it was a if it was a torturous ride, everybody would get off. That part. <laughs> he wants you to enjoy your ride yes, mm. does. to him. <laughs> That's why he makes sin so pleasurable. That's it. Mm. I told a gentleman years ago, you can never be tempted by something you do not want. Mm. 
Mm. Mm. That's good. He was like, well, how do you, um, because I told him about being married, he said, how do you man, how do you manage not tipping over there? Tipping over here. And I told, I said, man, listen, I learned this early in my marriage. I could never be tempted by something I don't want. Amen. Amen. Not saying that temptation isn't out there, but if it don't, it can't, if it don't move me enough to move me from my square, it don't move me at all. And as a believer, you have to make a decision that whatever comes, hell, how, listen, it ain't enough to move me off my square. I trust God. False prophets. <laughs> if it don't look this, me, oh, yeah. I, have the, I have the great wisdom of God and not, not no grandiose, I ain't boasting in that. I learned early in my salvation from my, from my late great apostle. Ralph Estes Green. He taught me early in my salvation about listening and being king that if it don't match up with this and what he's already spoken in here, let it go. If it don't apply, let it fly, is what he used to tell me. Watch and listen. You always to say, don't trust everyone who stands here and say such and such and such. If it don't line up with the word of God and then also watch them and make sure their life lines up with this. Any woman, male, man, that comes and he's, they, they are prophesying proper lying, <laughs> overstating, whatever term you want to use. If it, if just because it sounds like something that should apply to my life, just because that's what it is, doesn't mean it is for your life. If God hadn't already spoken it to you, all prophecy is is a confirmation of God, the things that God has already said and promised you. It fortifies and then also, it, 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 will, it will challenge you. Prophecy challenges you. Amen. It corrects you. Amen. It lines you up. Amen. But it never lines you up to do anything outside of God's word. It never lines you up to do anything that God has not already said. You needed to change anything. Amen. Because a lot of people want something from God or want to hear something itching ears that tells me in 21 days it's going to happen. What's going to happen? What did God tell you was going to happen in your life? That you can expect something in 21 days to change your life. Did God tell you that he was going to challenge you to step forward in the things of God? That now is your time to be saved? Now is your time to listen, to surrender all? To walk away from, to walk away from those bad habits, those sinful habits, those things that, that are holding you back? See, that's prophecy too. Mm-hmm. Telling you, get out of that house with that dude. Stop being a stop being an in home a in home wife and never and he's never he never made a commitment to you at all. Stop being all these children with somebody who doesn't love you, just want a place to live. Mm-hmm. I promise he do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's watching the sign. See, everybody looking for something to fall down. <laughs> ain't no cars dropping from heaven, y'all. Yeah. Last time I checked, ain't no cars in heaven. <laughs> and, but see, a lot of... And then, let, me, let me give y'all a good testimony. Stupid believers. Ignorant believers. Un- 
wise believers will go to a car dealership with no job, no money, no way of paying for anything, putting our hands on cars, putting our hands on things, and believing God for something that we know we don't have the ability to maintain. And so I did it against my will, but I did it because I thought I was being obedient. I went to a car dealership, y'all. I'm not telling myself because I, I don't got no problem with that. I'm free. I went to a car dealership. I went to a BMW. <laughs> Bring money with you. <laughs> That's it right there. Car dealership. Okay. I went to a bring money dealership with me. Didn't have no money though. So I, I left out the most important thing. <laughs> I took myself, but I didn't bring nothing with me but myself. Bad move. Bad, bad, bad move. And so I got there because somebody told me. A lie. <laughs> yes, indeed. He did lie. He lied. Told me a lie. Put my hand on the cop <laughs> and keep my hand on the cop, and God was going to bless you with the cop. <laughs> Watch the signs, y'all. Watch the signs. This is when you have to have the wisdom of God because false. Witnessing about what God is doing is dangerous to a baby in Christ. It is detrimental to an infant yeah. in the body of Christ. Mm. Uh, even a untrained believer, yeah. it is dangerous. It is. Because when your hope is built in, in God and your trust is in God because he's delivered you out of a life of whatever you came out of. Now I'm so excited about this newness of life. I, my ears are so open to hear what I believe the spirit of God is saying. And because you stand here, the confidence of an individual behind this pulpit is dangerous when they mishandle God's Mm. That's mm. Yes, yes. Watch the signs. So I get to the dealership and I'm up there. I'm now and I just a beautiful coupe. I said, oh Lord, I thank you. I can see myself in this convertible had a red, had a burgundy top to it. It was silver and had a maroon top to it. I said, oh Lord. I'm from Southeast Washington, DC. All I knew was selling something that they had nothing to do with with giving life. And all the money that I, I had garnered from there, I said, oh, Lord, thank you, Lord, you bringing it back on this side. And so I'm standing there with my hand. One hand. He told me to, he told me to put one hand. I put two. <laughs> I had both of my hands on it. And I'm holding them. And I would, I'm walking around the car. Wouldn't, wouldn't let the car go. I'm holding it all the way around. From the hood to the trunk. He said, don't take your hand. Don't take your hand off. Following. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm being obedient. But I'm following. Listen, the blind follow the blind. You both fall in the ditch. So I'm following, but I didn't know I was following the blind. Because what I did as a new as a newbie in Christ, I was following someone who was standing here. Mm -hmm. Teach. Who was giving me what I thought was the word of God. Come on. Because I didn't have enough in me to follow the word for myself at the time. Mm -hmm. Until I read and we'll get to that. Slow down. And so I got the, the dude. Nice dude. Good guy came out. It's myself and my sister. Nice guy came out and told and told me, "You like this college?" I said, "You know I do." <laughs> he said, "Well, let's come in and do some more paperwork so we can see if we can get you out of here." The whole time, I dread taking my hand off the car, so I walk. You know, they take take me into that little booth. <laughs> <laughs> 
The worst booth ever. Yeah. Worst booth ever. And from that and from that moment on, until where we until I stand out, so my wife will tell you, I don't do booths. Amen. I tell them, listen, we want that car. Do what we gotta do. Pre-qualify before we get there so you don't have to waste my time. That's it. I'm not staying up here for eight hours while y'all make a decision. Amen. And she know we don't play that game no more. But you do it because you don't know better. Yes. Move from that. That's some. That's a whole other thing. And so we go into the booth. And I know I didn't have no job. <laughs> I knew walking into the booth, I didn't have no job. He asked me a question. How are you gonna pay for the car? I say, G is gonna pay for it. <laughs> he looked at me like. He looked at me like. Okay, well, we can walk. You waste, you waste my time. But I'm gonna walk you to this booth. I'm gonna entertain you. And I'm a street guy. I'm coming off the street, y'all. I'm coming straight from the cell on the street. I'm doing my thing. And I'm I'm in I'm in the new in the church. And he run down with what's your social security number? Took me a minute, because I'm like, normally I don't get my social security number. Why you get my social security number? I'm gonna do all the different change. Why you need my social security number? And so I give it to him and he pulling it up and you know, sometimes you know you got a whole lot of stuff on your credit taking them a long time. <laughs> He got, my, he got my credit like that. Took him a second to get my credit. And he was like, Mr. Lobby, you don't have nothing on your credit. That's a good thing, right? He's like, no. We don't even know if you can afford to pay for this car. You know how much this car is? And back then, they, you know, they out the wazoo now, but at that time it was like $32,000. And I was like, okay. He's like, well, how you gonna pay for it? I just told you. How I can pay for it? Somebody, and that's it. Then I then I started remembering what the property was. Somebody gonna come in here and write a check for that for me. Because it was so that somebody was gonna pay for your car. All this ignorant stuff. Right. Now I'm not saying that God can't do it. I want to be real, real. God is a miracle working God. Amen. God can do anything. And sometimes he takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. But God will never have us in a position where he looks like a fool. Come Amen. on. That part. He will not embarrass himself. That's it. Because we choose to, he won't. And here's the thing. I stood in there and he turned me down. I walked back out there. And I, my sister and I stayed at that car dealership for over eight And they was just looking at us like, y'all two fools. <laughs> y'all didn't. And then here's the thing. He comes out and he tells me, he tells my sister now, we're getting calls that dealerships all over the area are having people just like you do doing the same thing. Mm. Wow. And see, here's why I need y'all to pay attention to the signs. We get back to the church because we're in the midst of a revival at my church at this time. And then we get back to the church, there's cars sitting out front. Brand new cars. Because people have gone to the dealership and been blessed. So we thought. Is it really a blessing if you can afford to pay for it? Was it really what he said if my credit got it and God did Come on. Come on. See, you don't know. This is what, watch this up. You never know what people go through to get what they get. Amen. You don't know if it was of God or whether it was of them. Mm -hmm. But if I tell you something and you you lump the two together, you automatically assume God is moving until I open my mouth and tell you what happened. I see most people lie on God. My body being healed two years ago or a year and a half ago because of the, the attack that was on my body, I can tell you right now, it wasn't nothing but the power of God. I changed some things about my life, but the things that I changed didn't have what it took to change my life. That when I went back to the doctor, we don't see nothing, sir. Mm -hmm. 
God. That I can attribute. As well as God tells us that we ought to take care of things that he gives us. Absolutely. So now I've taken on the responsibility of taking care of my health, but I trust God to help maintain my health. And so what I was, so my whole lesson and my whole learning experience with that was I don't take people at their word because they say something God said was so. If it don't line up with the word of God, I, I, I listen, it's my job to judge it and to try it by the spirit of the spirit that it came out of. It's your job, believe me. Your job is to try the spirit to see if it's of the spirit. And then if it's not of the Holy Spirit, you need to figure out what spirit is it. And there's a lot of spirits that will try to convince you that it's Holy Spirit. Why? Because if I'm, listen, if I want to prove to you that I'm a man of God, I'll tell you to go do some things that's not even in the word of God just to prove to myself that I am what I said I am. That's the arrogance of men. Jesus. Watch the signs. Because I'm in a place where there's a body of itching ears. I'm going to tell you something that's going to have you scratching figure out if was that for me. And now you have to determine what word is for you. When there are words being given out ministry-wise, it's not for everybody. And here's the thing. Sometimes it's for the person who's ministering the word. Come on. Amen. Come on. All rebuke isn't for everybody. On, Sometimes man. rebuke is for the person who needs to be rebuked. That's right. I hope y'all get it. Romans 1.18. Amen. Y'all all right out there? Mm-hmm. I don't hear the mic. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, y'all you had your hands with a couple of cars out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> better do what God tell you to do. Listen, make sure that God is telling you to do what God is telling you to do. Amen? Amen. It's from in Romans 1, 18. It says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what. Because what may be known of God. Is manifested in them. For God has shown it to them. Verse 20. For since the creation of the world. His invisible attributes. Are clearly seen. Being understood. By the things that are made. Even his eternal power. And God. So that they are. Without excuse. Amen? Amen. So everything is revealed. God reveals our whole everything to us. Even those things that are unrighteous, He shows you. You just have to watch the sun. And listen, we're living in a time now where they're, they're telling our children all kinds of things. Man, that. I was created to love boys as a boy. So now what you're telling us is in creation, God made a mistake. That's what you're telling us. So now we don't question the doctors. We question God. We question the creation. We don't we don't question the creation. We question, we question the creator. God, you must have made a mistake. What about that makes you okay with the fact that I'm okay with God being okay with lying? Hmm. When he says he's not a man that he shall lie. That's it. Neither the son of a man that he will ever have to repent for lying. (laughs) For anything unrighteous. 
But we believe that we believe someone who was born in sin, shaping in iniquity, to tell us the truth about the Creator and His creation. Watching the signs, all these things are designed to listen. Wake up, people! It's designed to make us get no dough and 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 no and not trusting the Word of God. Because they will forever tell us this was written by man and this was translated over something thousand times by men. So there's error in this. When the Bible tells us that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, to the edifying. So if, it's, if he tells us this, he warns us of this, why do we take people at face value, but we don't trust God? Jesus. When John 17 tells us that thy word has been sanctified in truth, thy word is true. His word is true. But we take the word of liars. Why? Because it fits an agenda that the devil is pushing. He wants our children to be so numb to there is no God. <clears throat> to the fact that we can do whatever we want to do. And if those who've been following me and been following this, the, the, the ministry for a while, y'all know I always talk about Willie Wayne. Who's Willie Wayne, Pastor Willie Wayne is someone who does anything. <laughs> Willie Wayne is that guy who accepts anything. He believes anything. He goes along with anything. You don't want to be that dude. You don't want to be a blind sheep in this world. I tell my sons all the time, listen, love is not love if it doesn't come from God. What do you mean, Pastor V? Don't you can't love something outside of the love of God. It doesn't exist. If God says that man should not be without the man, then that's not love. You're drawn away by your own lust and entice. When he created man and woman to replenish earth, how can two of the same thing reproduce anything? You got two socks, you can't even plug two, two power into the same thing. You need a receiver and a giver. Was that, was that blunt enough for you? Yeah. <laughs> did that help y'all? Yes, indeed. I wanted to help y'all. Because, see, sometimes you have to make that known. It's true. You can't get anything. I have a, we have a system over here. I can't plug that up into an into a, into a outlet or to a, a two-power thing. I have to make sure that it has an in and an out. I can't plug two outs and two out. And so in order to get any sound out of that system, I need an in and an out. The same, the same with creation. But see, we, we get so comfortable with the following the signs of this world because we don't want to, we don't, I, I always talk about, we don't want to be the odd people out. We don't want to be the weird one. And see, the devil lays that on us so heavy that we are the, we are the weird ones. Man, don't follow out of them believers. Them believers that they, man, they, they spooky. They weird. <laughs> now, there's some, there's some of us in the body of Christ that's, <laughs> that's out there. That's out there. I, I, I've seen it. And you be kind of be like, you be kind of like, ooh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey. That's it. Do you have to be way out there? And it brings you and it makes you think sometimes some people are who they are. And you have to you have to you have to know what people are. And then sometimes it's a matter of a conversation. I have to to win people, you have to be able to sometimes meet people where they are. And I ain't talking about nothing crazy. 
I'm talking about you coming down off of wherever you think you may be to have a conversation. Huh? And I don't know if it's Mount Zion. I was just Mount work. something, I don't know. <laughs> Under something. But here's the thing though. Following God was never designed to be weird and spooky. Creepy. It's designed to shake you and to and to and to and to rattle your thought process into trusting God. Concerning the world and not following after the traditions of this world. Because all most, most sheep follow with no direction. But the Bible says, his sheep know his voice. And the voice of a stranger you will not follow. And so what we're talking about, and what I've been what I'm sharing with you, is getting us accustomed to following after the voice of God. Hearing God, knowing, having a relationship. If I have, if I would have known God the way I would, like I do now, there's no way in the world I would have stood up at that BMW dealership for eight hours. No way. The day I heard that, I would have challenged my spirit to not follow sheep, blind sheep. That's not for me. God, you weren't. I know you weren't talking to me. And here's another thing. Devil, I ain't listening to that. Because just as much as we think it's God, it's a, it can, it's, a lot of times it's up to devil. Because guess how, guess what? Guess how many people went into debt? Because of the cop. And lost, that's debt, losing the cop. Listen, here's the here's here's scripture I'm going to leave you guys with. The Bible tells us that the blessings of the Lord make us rich. But the kicker is, he adds no sorrow with it. So if God gives us anything, he adds no sorrow to it. Why? Because he gives you everything that you need that comes along with it. The means to pay, the, the resources to pay for it, the wisdom to handle it. Because see, you got to have wisdom. To handle anything. I gave some, we gave someone a car once before. The worst decision I ever made. Amen. <laughs> I thought I was being a blessing, but it, be, it turned up being a curse for me because now I became the blesser and the, re, the repair guy. Mm. It's not my car. Why do you keep calling me about something I blessed you with? Well, the tire flat. Fix it. <laughs> wow. Show car. Well, it needs an oil change. Take it again, oil change. Why are you calling me? But see, here's that's when you are not. You want to do something that God has not told you to do. And you're giving things to something to someone that God was not, that they have not been prepared to receive. Amen. You have to make sure that you're hearing what God is telling you. And all that, all that's a, a part of watching the signs. Because as much as you want to bless people, you can't bless somebody who's not prepared to receive it. It will become a curse and a burden to you and a curse to them. Amen. Amen. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. That's good stuff because you need, you. we all want to do good. But when it causes somebody to fall and it be now becomes more of a burden for you, was it really a blessing? See, the last thing I want to do is bless somebody and now they become an anchor. You don't have blessings don't cause you to be in anger. You give somebody something and they and they receive it because it was given in the spirit that it was intended. They go on about their business and they shout the joy. They sell it, do whatever they want to do. It's theirs. But if it's given to you and now it becomes both of ours, <laughs> how does that work? It's both of ours. Now you got it in your possession. But now, still the part. The, now, all the problems are still mine. Oh, that's the devil. <laughs> Amen. That is a show bona <laughs> And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's one of those things. My wife tell you, I don't know nobody no money if I'm not prepared to give it to you. If I, if I, if you ask me, man, let me hold fit it out. I'm not letting you hold nothing. It's yours. <laughs> if I got it to give you, it's no longer ours. It's yours. 
Because loneliness becomes ours. Mm -hmm. You got it, but it's still partly mine until you give it back in full. But now, I don't want to have to be looking. I see you at the mall, and you ain't never give me one fifty dollars. But you got a bag. And, and I'm looking at you walking out the shoe store with two pairs of sneakers, and I'm like, huh. what's that? Oh, how you doing, man? Everything good, man? And you like, and to save yourself from that, that right there. It takes the wisdom that knowing that if you don't have it, where it don't become a problem, you can't get it. Amen. But if you can give it and it's gone, you have to accept the fact in your mind that it's gone. That's why I tell I don't I, I, if I don't give it to you, if I can't just give it to you, I don't have it. Because I'm not gonna do it to myself. I know y'all looking at me passing me. No, I'm that petty by no stretch of the imagination. But what I am is I understand who I am. I can't see me get lonely you. Whatever kind of money, and you walk past me every day. <laughs> and I look at you like that. I feel some kind of way. And instead of harboring that in me, because that binds me up, yeah. I free myself from it. Amen. Listen, I don't have to, I don't have to give I got you give to me as you know. No. See, I, didn't, I don't do that. I, exactly. And so I'm going to free myself from all that. So I watched the sign. I watched how you did John. How you did Kevin. How you did Thomas. James. I'm not going to be the next person. That's 20. That's 100. That's 50. That's 50. That's, man, that's $400 out there. <laughs> I'm not going to add my 50 or 100 to that. I'm not going to be five. And so I know you got to understand. You got, and I, I jumped to that from watching the signs of false prophets and watching the Antichrist. I jumped to this because this is, a, this is something we all can, can, can have an understanding to about paying attention to the signs. Because once your wisdom and God and once God gives you wisdom and you and you start seeing, because the Bible says that make wisdom the principal thing. And so in all you're getting, you want to get an understanding about everything. And so with that, you want to make sure that if you can manage this portion of your life, you'll be able to manage people who are coming to you to say they in the name of the Lord and I'm able to watch to make sure does their lifestyle really line up with being in the name of the Lord? Do they live a lifestyle that's indicative to somebody who represents God? And listen, everybody who, who says they love Jesus Christ, we all mastered religion. Mm. Mm. There's a mastery that comes along with religion. Hmm. Well, what do you mean, Pastor? Because if religion wasn't so masterful, it wouldn't snare as many people as it does. Mm -hmm. But God wants to move us from religion to relationship. That once you've gotten past the religion and gotten out of being in bondage by the name of the church on the building or the name of your famous preacher, minister, now you can hear from God and understand are they saying what God's saying or are they saying what they believe they want God to say? Because, see, this thing can be you. This is a dangerous weapon. Amen. That's why the Bible tells us that the word is a double-edged sword. It goes both ways. But when a lot of people who, who become skillful in using this, they learn how to try to slide away from it sticking them back. And they only pushing it this way. See, when you start manipulating this to fit and not to change, that's a problem. My God. Watch the signs, ladies and gentlemen. And this is not an indictment on all ministers because everybody's not like this. Amen. And listen, even that, a great portion of people aren't like that. But there are a portion of people oh, yeah. who are like that. Absolutely. 
Because if it was not so, he wouldn't have found the reason to tell these apostles to put it in the Bible. To warn us. To tell us to have our eyes, our, our ears, our spiritual ears open. Our spiritual eyes open. To watch the signs. And then, then, then he goes and says, that there's many that are going to come in my name. We see it in there. Yeah. The Antichrist just read it in 1 John that is already here. You guys see it. You guys hear it. I'm not telling you guys anything that you haven't already seen, heard, or experienced. The Antichrist, the divine the, the, the message of Jesus Christ, heard me say, not the, the moving, the edifying, the devouring message of Jesus Christ. The divisive message of Jesus Christ is already here. <clears throat> they want to turn us away from God, the things of God. They want us to make believe that I'm the black man. That ain't got nothing. That ain't gonna get you in heaven. <laughs> Your skin ain't got nothing to do with that. Because no. guess what? When you go back to the dust of the earth, ain't no what's going, what's going, what's going before God. Your spirit, your spirit has no color. Mm, that's it. That's it. Don't let nobody fool y'all with that. That's it. Telling you that he's coming for the black man. Listen. <laughs> don't fall for it. It's a trick. It is. It is a trick. It plays on the emotions of your you of our plight. That's it. It is all designed. Exactly. It's all designed to move us from the power of God. And make us more focused on colorism. Come on. That's, That's good. Yes. That's good. If God is, a, is no respecter of person, why does he care what color you are? That's Come it. on. He wants to know, does your spirit line up with my spirit? That's it. Are we in oneness together? And if you are, you are my child and I'm your father. Amen. Amen. Listen, the Bible says no flesh can tear in his breath. Come on, man. I know you're right. You got something. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I didn't hear you. What you saying? Come on, talk to us. <laughs> All right, let's talk to us. I'm asking you to say something. Say hi, people. <laughs> hi, people. <laughs> Amen. So that was an awesome word, right? It really was because we have to be sound in the word of God. We have to be sound. You better be. And, um, in this dispensation of time? I mean, we do. We do. And I just thank God for sound teaching because yes. we need sound teaching. Amen. Yes. We need sound teaching. We need something that's going to keep you settled. Keep your spirit settled. Amen. So, yes, um, if you um, would like to receive Jesus on today, then we would love for you to come. If you need prayer for anything, this is the time to do so. If you want to um, partner with the ministry, you can come up. If you need prayer, you can come up. Amen? Um, and so that's what we will leave at right now. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Um, if you're listening to this message, and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we would like to encourage you and admonish you to come to know the Lord as your Lord and Savior. Tomorrow's not promised, and even if it was, without him, it's nothing. And so we want to um, encourage you and admonish you to accept the Lord. If you're in a backslidden state, we ask that you or, or beseech you to come back to the Lord. Amen. There's no good thing out there. I just, I'm always reminded of the prodigal son. And you're waking up in a pigsty. You're waking up in a lot of filth and a mess. And you wonder why your life is the way it is. It's because you left God. Oh. And so we admonish you to come back. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And so if you're finding yourself in a mess today, then you need to come up out of your mess. Amen. If you need to be filled with Holy Spirit, if you're here, you can come. If you're not here and you're listening, 
the Lord can meet you right where you are. Amen. He can meet you in your room. Glory to God. He can meet you right where you are. And then, last but not least, um, if you want to partner with us, listen, if you're listening to this and you want to partner with us, or you're in the metropolitan area and you would like to be baptized, please reach out to us through the, the website, all right? We will get in contact with you. Our ministry team will get in contact with you, and we would love to baptize you, amen? And we would love to have you as a partner. And most of all, we just want you to come to the body of Christ. All right, so God bless you on today. Amen.